this is Devin Arnold, the host for uh, Natchez Little Theater's Behind the Proscenium. We're in the green room today with Casey Gilbert and Devin Smythe. They were our tech crew on the Rocky Horror Show, and we just wanted to kind of touch base with them and just kind of find out, pick their brains on how we made the, uh, the lightings pop and all the magic tricks they used. Casey, going yes. into Rocky Horror, what, what was something that you really wanted to achieve? You know, what something that you wanted to bring to the show? Well, I knew the theater had a pretty good lighting system. And I wanted to use it in ways that I hadn't seen the theater use it in some of the shows I'd seen. So I called up my friend Scarlett Leak and asked her if she'd be interested. And she said yes. And we came up here one night for about, oh, I'd say four hours and picked the lights to see which ones did what and which ones worked the way we wanted and kind of got an idea of how to Put it, put a little bit of stuff together, and then we called it a night that night. And the next day, my wife Darlene Gilbert joined us, and the three of us got up here. And uh, they went to the booth, and I stood on the stage, and I said, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we can do with this thing." And I asked for lights here and there, and Scarlett got them up, and Darlene told us how it looked, and I said, "I want some color here and some color there. Let's." Let's try to layer the stage in color, and I don't want any white light. We got ambers, reds, greens, blues. Let's put all that together and see if we can make something deep. And Scarlett and Darlene, I said, give me a, an amber or a pink, and they did it. I said, how do I look? And they blended it and took the glare off my face. And what you ultimately saw on stage as far as simple lights was their idea after I just said, Give me that light, that light, and that light right there. And it turned into something special, I think. Devin, tell me, what, what was your role in the whole, whole lighting, uh, light boot scheme thing? Well, for the most part, my job was to be in control of the moving heads we had on stage. These are brand new bits of equipment we had not used before. We got them out of the box for this show. We used, the, we used a program called um, Show Chave Express. Express. Chave Express. And... We had to find a way to program these new new moving heads into the system to be able to use them. Um, that took a good four or five hours of me just sitting alone in the theater while Casey was out cutting grass, getting everything looking nice pre-show. If you don't know, at the Natchez Little Theater, we wear many, 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 many hats. You can be lead actor one day, and on Tuesday you might be doing plumbing or cutting grass. Everyone here is loved and appreciated, and we all pitch in to make this place yes. the best we can. I'm trying to get all these lights working, and I kind of start thinking about it musically. Um, I'm a musician. Casey Gilder is also. So we have some experience with that, and I thought, okay, rhythmi rhythmically, rhythmically, I did not know I could not say that word. Um, we had to figure out where these lights need to change. So I thought about it going in counting time, one, two, three three, four. On a four beat, like most songs are, I figured that's going to be our best entryway into getting these lights transitioning how we need to. So I get it changing on that, and it took a good two or three hours to get everything working how we wanted it to. But it started looking good. Then I started thinking about, okay, 
What kind of shapes do we want these gobos to be throwing off? What kind of colors are we trying to get with each emotion for the scenes? And I think we did really good. We started using pinks and reds and crossing the lights over during our um, more emotional love scenes. We started using some throwing onto the stage, which is not something you see most people do with these moving heads, to give the lab a lot more atmosphere and a lot more depth. And I think we worked them into the numbers really well. And later on into the show, we realized we had a fog machine. And we were really thankful that we were able to get that to work. It took a little bit of fiddling to get the lights to pick up more on it. But I think that added a really good extra dimension to the show. And I'm very proud of what we did. You know, Devin, going back to what you said earlier, having a background in uh, music, you know, it just goes to show you that, that art in itself, it, it, I mean, theater, music, painting, I mean, it all works together. It is very much a marriage. Uh, I've always said myself that, that to perform theater is a marriage between light, sound, costume, and set. So, you know, that, that, thank you, Devin. That was a great example on how you can bring different backgrounds to the theater and, and thrive. You know, you might not think that, that your talent might not, might not work in a theater setting, but I promise you, you'd be surprised on what you can achieve with many backgrounds. Um, we have a few, and you will eventually meet them on this podcast, uh, where, you know, they just kind of work the back of the house, and they're very much needed because with a uh, place full of actors, thank God for somebody with organizational skills. So, Casey, with that said, how our director, Miss Courtney Fleming, how much free reign did were you given, Casey? I asked if I could. She said, have at it. Love it. Love it. Like I said, you'll meet uh, Courtney Fleming in an episode soon, I hope. Um, you know, Courtney, Courtney, a lover, lover. Her and Stacy were very easygoing directors. Um, they, and as an actor, you appreciate that. They, they let you explore, let you kind of reach your limit. Devin, Casey, I mean, this is a question for both of you. What were some must-haves? You know, going into this, you taught, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all got together, y'all talked it out before you even touched the light board. What were some things that you said, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, we have got to make this happen in this show? Would you like to take it first? Or? Yeah, man. You know, during the rainstorm, when they're out in their car in the rain, we, I was like, we, have, we need to have thunder, and we need the crowd to feel it. So with thunder comes lightning. Devin was able to quick white light flash the ceiling to make lightning. At the end, when they kill Frankenfurter, the laser gun, bam. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. <laughs> bam. Lights flash. You know, when you hear a sound, if you have a light to go with it, it rings more. Yes. And uh, that, that made a difference to me. Casey, Devin, I'm going to tell you, I never got to see the full scope. I just remember I was playing Frankenfurter, so the laser gun shot me. I'm laying on the ground, and all I could see is the lights above me. And I will never forget Riff Raff would holler, uh, prepare the uh, transit beam or have you whatever. And I remember just the floor rumbling when the rocket blasted off. I mean, y'all sound levels, I mean, it was perfect. I did not know that was coming until, uh, I think, dress rehearsal and just the lighting. I'm like, God, I wish I could see this out in the audience. So kind of the double-edged sword as an actor, you only see bits and pieces of the production. But I, guys, I'm telling y'all, it was just magical. Um, 
there was one scene where I did get to go out into the audience and you could see the, the moving heads, you know, on the walls. I mean, yeah, I think we got very positive feedback on the lighting. Guys, um, how many hours of work? Can you tell me how, how many hours did y'all log in to make that happen? If you counted the time that Scarlett and I walked in here the first night to the time we all left when the production was over, 70 hours. Oh, so Man my, hours. So as my listeners can see, you know, theater does take a little dedication. Um, you will log many hours, but, you know, I mean, I said, yeah, it, it's something that you, that you truly love. Yeah. When we said hours, that's man hours. Three people in the building working five hours is 15. So it's not a burden someone can't handle. It's a lot of fun. But to build something great, you got to put in the time. That's right. That's right. Guys, I want to tell you, I mean, like I said, it was just magical just to see what little I could see of it. And, and y'all, I hope y'all are very proud of yourself once it closed. You know, and I, I really enjoyed seeing that because you can kind of, you know, it, it helps build the future. You know, that's one thing I've always tried to preach that whatever's done, y'all have set the stage for future generations for this theater because we definitely want it to go another 90 seasons, you know. Correct. Right. So, guys was just closing. What were y'all's final thoughts after, after Rocky closed? Honestly, my thought was I wish we could do this another weekend. I wish we could get more people into this theater to see how, what everybody here was able to accomplish and to have more exposure for the theater and more love to give the community. Right. The more it went on, the better it got. And I think it would have kept on getting better. And I want to thank Scarlett, Darlene, and Devin for, I said, do this, that, and that, and they created it. Yes, because I'm going to tell you, they had a hard job ahead of them. I mean, they had to make me look good on stage. So uh, <laughs> my hat's off to y'all. Casey, tell me, what, what is your background with, uh, with the tech side? Uh, how, long have you been, how long have you been doing this? Shoot, man, way back in 2000, I think, I was at the hardware store, and my carpenter friend said, hey, my wife's looking for a guitar player at the Little Theater. Can you go down there and see if you want to play it? And I walked in here. And they were doing a taffeta Christmas. And I had my ponytail and my long hair. And I walked in here with my guitar. And I walked onto that stage. And I sat down with all these musicians that I didn't know. And they were rehearsing. And we had our music in front of us. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, these people mean business. And that led to always Patsy Cline a couple years later. My first play was Streetcar Named Desire. When I... I played a very small role at the end, but the big role in that play was for me in the sound effects. I had it sound like trains were coming across the stage and the, the cathedral clock was in the building with you when the, when the bell rang. And we did a Vietnam play. That was pretty exciting. It had airplanes and bombs and hand grenades going off. and I did that for about 10 or 11 years and then... My music took off, and I had to leave and go play in a rock band for a little while. And now I'm playing in a rock band and looking at the little theater saying, man, I want to run some microphones again. Well, nothing's wrong with that, Casey. I'm going to tell you, we are glad to have you. Glad Casey, to be here. You, you, you bring a knowledge about this place. I know that just, you know, hearing your stories, I, I delight in it. it it's amazing 
Sorry to say this, Casey, but a veteran, and I mean that in a very good way, not as an old man, I promise you. I've even heard the ghost at 2 o'clock in the morning. Love it. We thank God for for our, our ones that have been here before us. I know Casey has probably twice linked as, as me. Uh, we'll be talking to another one, Stacy Carden, that's been with us for a long time. But y'all are very much needed. You know, we're, we're glad you sowed your rock star roots and came back to us. In fact, Casey met his wife at this theater. Maybe one day in a future episode, that can be expanded on. Yeah. <laughs> we will definitely, yes. I was wearing high heels at the top of the ladder, changing a light bulb when she saw me. I mean, that is love at first sight. High heels on top of a ladder. Changing a light bulb. Devin, how about you? What is your background? My background with the theater is I came in about 2021. 20, um, I was brought in to play Vondo in Three in the Isle, Two in the Van, which was not much of a stretch for me. I appear to actually have been the character just 30 years younger. How I was brought in was very, how shall I put this, the godfather. I was brought over to a local Mexican restaurant. I shall not advertise for them because I do not know if they are paying us. Um, and Devin, who is married to my cousin, and we're both named Devin, I promise you it's just as confusing at family affairs than it is here. He brought me in. He sat me down at the table, and he's like, let me tell you. I'm buying you this meal, and I want you to look at this script. I looked at it, and I was kind of petrified of it, because even though I'm a musician, and I sing and play guitar on stage, I'm terrible at talking on microphone. Mumble, I stutter. It freaks me out. I don't know why. And I was wrestling with it and wrestling with it, and I decided, you know what? This is something I should do. It'll help me get my nerves set, make me a better performer. And I went into it, and I loved every second of it. I'm going to tell you, Dev, it was a great play. You've done great. Devin actually had a line in that where he offered a uh, offered a Cheeto to the characters. So he had a lot of bags of Cheetos with rehearsals and show times. Devin, how long was it before you ate a Cheeto after that? I can almost tell you the exact date because it was not willingly. <laughs> it was about six months later. I still haven't drinking a Yoo-Hoo since then. little uh, Easter egg for those who did see the play. And it was, we had absolutely nothing left. And for those who care, I'm diabetic. So sometimes you have to eat. And that was all I could find. So I scarfed down two bags of Cheetos. I hated myself for it. And I still don't like Cheetos to this day. But I love that play. And I love this play. And I've loved every play I've been in. Well, yeah, boy. And we thank you for what you have done. You know, without volunteers... We, we would not have a theater. Um, I always joke that uh, your payment will be two cups of coffee and a hug, or you can substitute out or three cups or one hug. Everybody <laughs> always takes the coffee. They never take the hug. I guess I don't blame them. Devin, Casey, let me ask you something. If, if people wanted to follow you, where could they go to? What you know, website or, or, or where, to be, where can we find Casey Gilbert? And Devin Spice when they're not at Natchez Little Theater. Well, I'm with YZ Ely, the blues man. Been playing the blues since 1947. You, you find a regional blues festival, we're playing at it. You look at the bandstand on the bluff, we're playing at it. You check the restaurants, we're out there playing at them. So come on see YZ Ely. You're going to be glad you did. As for myself, I have a Facebook, but I have not checked it in about four years. So... 
much like a Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian nightmare, I kind of just appear and disappear out of the ooze. But when you see me, you'll notice the jacket. You'll know who I am. Guys, I'd like to thank y'all both for coming on to the show, and we really, really hope to have you again in the future. Casey, Devin, like I said, thank you for what y'all do. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, and thank you for bringing me into y'all's family at this theater. It's been deeply connecting for me. It, thank you. Well, yeah, we figure you are already in the blood family, so we'll add you to the theater family. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody for listening to Behind the Proscenium, and please tune in for the next episode.